Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Estella Coughlin, and you are listening to The Nest Podcast. Hello, welcome back to The Nest Podcast. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Today, we have another very special guest, the second one of season two, Miss Jada Renneberg. What are we going to be talking about today? A lot of Different stuff, but mainly about your presidency as sorority president of what sorority? Alpha Omicron Pi. Slay. <laughs> so, okay, give us a little bit of background. Where are you from? All that stuff. You're in school. What are you majoring in? A little rundown. Yeah, of course. Um, super happy to be here. So, I grew up in Minnesota. I grew up in a small town um, in northern Minnesota. And I graduated with about like 90 people in my, in my class. Um, I was in sports and clubs in high school, but it was a pretty small school. Then I came out here. I'm doing business marketing. I've been doing that since day one. Throughout my few years here, I've added on a psychology and a finance minor. We have a family business. That's kind of why I went into business. I've always been super interested in it. I love like the big picture side of business looking at facilitation, problem solving. I love having new things every day, doing the same thing every single day. It's a little boring for me. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I can do the same thing every single day, but some people can, and that's good for them. Oh, <laughs> um, I didn't even know you added on a psychology minor too. Yeah. So is that a whole extra year? It's not an extra year. So I came in with quite a few credits from high school. I was really fortunate. Um, even coming from a small school, we had a lot of dual enrollment, enrollment credits. So yeah. I think I came into college with about 28 credits. Uh, yeah. So then yeah. I I could have graduated pretty early, but I didn't really want to. And I wanted to learn. I love psychology. I love knowing why people do what they do um, and kind of how we work. I think it's so interesting. They've been some of my favorite classes. It's just not a career path that was for me, um, anything yeah. out of psychology. And it really, really works well. Uh, I've been really happily happily found overlap in marketing and psychology like i would have never guessed like i would literally go from psychology class in the morning to like a marketing class in the afternoon and would be learning about the same concepts okay i can also see how psychology would go hand in hand with marketing because marketing you're like putting out is it like ads or something like it yeah yeah it it kind of is appeal to like the emotions what people like using like color yeah no 100 percent. um i am not the most creative person so i veer away from like ads and stuff like that but i love so in marketing it's like figuring out what the consumer wants and needs and what they want to hear which marketing don't get me wrong ads you hit it spot on that's a ton of what marketing is i'm just not great at so yeah yeah but so what do you plan on doing with like after college those things yeah so i'm gonna graduate a little early i'll graduate next fall um and originally i was planning on taking that semester because i i did some extra classes during college to kind of be able to graduate early take that to do some fun stuff um and i kind of moved that to this summer so i'm taking the summer off and doing some fun stuff that i've been wanting to do so i might go straight into the workforce um when i graduate and I think I'm going to start out the family business, but it's not a like set in stone thing. I'm keeping kind of my options open one step at a time, but family business is something that is kind of close to my heart and I really want to give it a try and see how I like it. 
That's awesome. And so what kind of business then was it? Yeah, it's a hardwood lumber company. So that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And so do you want to get more into marketing for the company? If you were to kind of pick a job in that section, or would you look at more businessy deal sales? I think that marketing would be a part that I'd like to integrate a little bit. Um, it's a business to business company. So marketing to like a consumer isn't necessarily super prevalent, but it's always, it's always there and you still need to market to other businesses. Uh, but I would definitely be more of a bigger picture, bigger scale thing. And I'd be going to the business with my brother and we kind of took different paths in business in high school or in college. And so just kind of to bring in a different area of expertise, not necessarily to be doing marketing all the time. That's super cool. Great for you. Anyway, so to the main kind of area of what we're going to be talking about, your presidency. So before we start talking about it, I wanted to define some terms. Because before going into Greek like that all, because I'm a freshman right now and I just did recruitment and COB and all that yeah. stuff. So I had no clue any of like the terms, anything about what like Greek life was. So let's get out some terms because I have never known any of this stuff. So for people that are listening that are not in Greek life or don't know any of stuff we're kind of talking about, here's kind of what we mean. So a sorority is pretty much... I would say a sorority is a group of women. Um, changes varies a lot, you know, across the country, world, whatnot. But it's a group of women that's getting together to empower each other and to become part of something that's bigger than themselves. It's based around similar values, regardless, you know, which sorority, all the sororities have different values that they hold close to their heart. And that's kind of what like recruitment is for, is finding which sorority you fit into the best. No, that's a great, great definition and like what it is. And so for Alpha Omicron Pi, which is shortened as AOPI, the virtues it, well, inspire ambition. That's like the yes, tank, right? yeah, is what you would call it. And then it's um, take college loyalty, yeah, dignity, scholarship. scholarship. So I feel, like I feel like we're missing one. Yeah, that's all right. Well, it's okay. Well, we kind of got the gist, and, but yeah, every sorority has like their own values that they try to embody throughout yeah. their members. So I did not know that either. But I thought that was super cool. How every sorority has different things they all try to embody and also um a different philanthropy yes that's another word yeah what would you describe that the sorority's own philanthropy um is one organization that it partners with so like elf omicron pi is the arthritis foundation internationally like it is the arthritis foundation and that is where we have big fundraisers every year where we are donating to the arthritis foundation Philanthropy as a whole, though, is just like the act of serving, right, and doing good. And so, like, we are a philanthropic organization. We do a lot more than just for the Arthritis Foundation, right? We try to do local philanthropies, serving in the community. There's, like, required service hours um, in most, I'm pretty sure, every sorority on campus. And so, it's really cool that I think the movies and everything don't really show that side of sororities. And it is huge. Like, that is kind of what we surround ourselves with. And, like, it is a big part of who we are and the fraternities as well. I know when I learned about that too, because one of the recruitment days was all about philanthropy. Mm-hmm. From there, you got to go and learn everybody's philanthropy. Yeah. No, 
that there were any sort of philanthropies within Greek houses at all. Because, yeah. yeah, like you said, the media, the media portrays Greek life, sororities, fraternities in a different light, I feel like, than what it is. I'd completely agree. And I have yet to, like, experience uh, Southern fraternity and sorority life. Um, and maybe that is more like what uh, it's like but i i know that regardless nationwide like they're it, they are philanthropic organizations and doing good in the community but i was never going to join a sorority <laughs> and i didn't think i was going to and then i did it and it was not at all what i thought it was and so did you do cob or did you do like formal recruitment i did formal recruitment okay gotcha. yeah and it was COVID, so it was online Oh, you, you, yeah, okay, yeah. so pretty much, okay, what recruitment is, is just like a few days, like three, four yeah. days, and you go through all the houses, you learn about it, meet some of the girls, learn about their philanthropy, what they stand for, mm-hmm. what they embody, and all that, and then pretty much you kind of rate your choices, yeah, and then they also. Yeah, so it's a mutual selection process yeah. is is what we always say. And it's an overwhelming way to do recruitment, I personally believe. Um, I think COB is a much smoother way, but I also know that how else are you going to get hundreds of girls through yeah. all the, the houses within a short period of time? COB can be chill because of the fact that there are less people um, going through it. And COB, I guess we should say, is oh, yeah. it's continuous open bidding. And so if there are extra spots that the house can fill, they're allowed to hand bids out afterwards and msu had this cool thing this year where um we decided to change all of our capacities of our sororities um by 10 so regardless after all the formal recruitment was said and done every single sorority was able to cob um at least 10 girls and so cob has been huge this year when normally it's like it's dependent on the year a lot like covid cob was big as well but a lot of other years um, there aren't many COB spots amongst all the sororities, which is kind of a bummer sometimes because I think it's a lot more natural. But I do agree that formal recruitment needs to happen because otherwise you aren't going to be able to get hundreds of girls and try to match them in a better way than something super organized, which is what formal recruitment is. Wait, that's a really good way of thinking about it because formal recruitment, it was definitely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to get all those girls through learning yeah. about the Greek life, that's kind of how you got to do mm-hmm. it. But yeah, okay. So I also saw both sides. But technically, when I see Ovid, it wasn't like an actual, like, I didn't know yeah. anybody. It was more... Because you knew us show. already. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, COB is definitely a lot more personable. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like going through formal recruitment, it's hard to really know the girls on a more personal level. Because mm-hmm. all you want to do is learn about kind of the sorority so yeah. that's kind of why you go through recruitment yeah. to learn about that. But then also, for me, what makes this worry is the people in it. Oh, and yeah. the people that I've met in AOPI, some of the coolest people, like, honestly. True, I yes, completely agree. Super cool. And there's so many people, so many different interests, so many different opportunities and friendships you can oh, meet. Yeah. And it's so cool. But anyway, yeah. I feel like it is less personable, uh-huh. but it also is a really great thing to get people learning about the Greeks. 
And I find that most people, even though it is, and it, it, me included, you get through the few days and you know which house is home. Um, as cliche as that sounds, it truly does happen. And I, I mean, I went through online, like recruitment and I was like, there's no way. And it wasn't me finding someone that was going to be my best friend forever during recruitment. It was just like meeting all the different AOPIs and like, this is home, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, you can tell. And so it it is quick enough and it, it gets, I think it gets people where they need to be in. I think it works, even if it's not the most comfortable thing. Yeah, it really, you do have to kind of put yourself out there, mm-hmm. but it's honestly, it's so worth it. But it is a very intimidating process. Yeah. And it's like all these girls all trying to get a bit, all trying to get into a house. Yeah. And then I think, I mean, for me, it's like the sororities, like you hear in the South where it's like, oh, yeah, so competitive. And Horror stories. I don't, for me personally, I don't think I would rush in the South. I don't think there's any way I would have either. Yeah. But here I did recruitment because. It was a lot more chill, oh, yeah. laid back, less people. Mm-hmm. And the Greek system here, I felt like was a really good Greek system. And it wasn't like overly huge where that's like the whole campus is centered around that. Yeah. But it is a great way just to meet people and kind of have a home away from home. Like, yeah, kind of cliche, but it was is honestly yeah. kind of true. There are a lot of ways to, well, for me, like we have families mm-hmm. within the sorority yeah. and littles and i just love being in the sorority so i would highly recommend that to anybody okay now let's do another I, sorry i kind of sidetracked it. i've kept sidetracking i'm sorry no, I, I'm <laughs> yeah give me another definition okay. another well this one should be easy for you president okay or just what it is yeah, or like what is a president of either a sorority or fraternity. Okay, so the president is the voice of a sorority or fraternity, I would say. Um, they are the sorority or fraternity's like person to the campus, to headquarters. Not that other people don't work with them, don't get me wrong. And that's kind of what they are. It's very, for me, was kind of a inconsistent job it wasn't always just like oh you have to do this once a month and this and this it's it's what is happening today and what's happening a week ago and what's happening five days from now and it's supporting your leadership um and making sure everything runs smoothly and just kind of being there for everybody i know that's not a good definition but it's a really hard job to define and like what your what you do so it's not every day is the same is that a part you think about it i did enjoy it it was stressful sometimes, but I did really enjoy it. Keeps you on your toes. There's some days when I was doing homework and I'd, you get a phone call and you have to do sorority stuff though, which was a commitment I knew I made. Right. And it, it, it was a great experience and I would have changed the family. So. Do you recommend people try to get in the presidential position or do you think it's not meant for everybody? I think, no, I think it's not meant for everyone in the sense that they wouldn't enjoy it enough. Like, I just, there's so many people I see where I'm just like, you, there's different roles for different people. And I even like going into recruitment next year, took on a position where I'm going to be behind the scenes because I can't go into recruitment and talk to girls the way some girls can. Like, I I can't do it all. That's not why I was president at all. 
I was there because I like to support people and try to help people and help people to achieve their goals within the sorority. I couldn't have done anything that all my vice presidents did. I supported them so they could do the things that they did. I don't even think I could have done what they, you know, like it's, it's all puzzle pieces and it's like presidents. Yeah. Your strength to help the common goal of creating a great and supportive environment. Yeah. And I think some people are much better at like going out and doing things and, you know, being in community relations and different things like that. And those are their strengths and not that I, so many girls would be an amazing president, but it's and i don't doubt that anyone like could do it it's just if it's not what they're passionate about and what they want to do i i don't think i'd recommend it to necessarily everybody no that's a great way of putting it though because a lot of people go into things and take on roles for different reasons yeah so i did really like how you put that yeah and then okay so an active member it's someone that's pretty much just initiated. Right? Yeah. So an active member is anyone in the sorority hasn't went alumni, isn't like doing a study abroad or, and then there's, if you're a new member, you are no longer, or you are not an active member yet. You are working towards being an active member. Um, yeah. And so what does it mean to go alum or alumni? Either one. Okay. I think I, I say either interchangeably. I think alumni is the formal word, but um, to go alumni, it's pretty much mainly when you graduate for special circumstances people will get in become an alumni early sometimes if people transfer schools uh or leave college a little early there's different things you won't be an active member um but alumni you go into i can't even think of the name of it but you you just are an alumni of for the rest of your life um and there's Troops and chapters, alumni chapters around the U.S. that you can be a part of to support collegiate chapters. So you're still obviously an AOPI always, um, and especially once you're an alumni, you know you're still an AOPI forever. So it's just you're no longer a part of the collegiate chapter. Gotcha. I think that's cool. Always in the sorority forever. So and that's why, let's say you get initiated. And let's say you transfer, you mm -hmm. cannot go to another sorority. Yeah, so there's a form called an, oh gosh, I call it a Minerva. That's not what it's called. M, I think it's an MRN, I can look that up. MRNBA, I can't remember for sure. But it's this form that you sign when you, on your last day of recruitment, if you want to, um, with the sororities that you will accept a bid from. And you're able to put two sororities down. Um, and if you get, if you sign that and you get into sorority, you no longer are able to go into another sorority for, I believe, a year or a year and a half. You aren't able to join another sorority. And then after that year and a half, though, you can go through the recruitment process again. The only time that you absolutely are never able to join another sorority is once you're initiated. So once you're initiated in any sorority, Let's say you leave, transfer, whatever, like you can go join another sorority. Once you're initiated, that's, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so what would you say to people that think that's like weird or why they can't do that? One thing I would say about that is I've never known someone to like want to go join another one. And that's not, that's not saying not AOPI, like any sorority. Like I don't see people who are, you know, like Pi Phi and will transfer and then want to go join another sorority you normally find home in your sorority and there's significant things and values and it's it's something that's special in the in a way that 
you there's things that you share with others in your sorority that you don't you know share with people outside of it and you value that and so every sorority has that right like every sorority has these parts that they only share with themselves and keep within the sorority and so that's it's kind of like a mutual respect of like once you know the ins and outs of AOPI, that's kind of your that's your thing and so you aren't going to go join and go to the ins and outs of another sorority I don't know if that's a good answer. No, I'm sorry. A, no, that's a really good way of putting it. All the ways you're describing everything is so good. Like, no, honestly. But, okay, so a PC or like a PC. Yeah, class. pledge class. Yeah. So I definitely did not know what that was before. Yeah. Everyone's posting on like social media, like, PC 22. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> Yeah, so a pledge class, um, we still use, it's weird, we still use the words PC. So, like, I was a part of PC 2020. Um, we don't call it a pledge class anymore because we don't use the word pledge because that's just not a very fun word um, and kind of has had some bad, bad things behind it. So, we call it a new member class. Um, so, technically, like, I was a part of new member class 2020 and you'd be of new member class 2023. And it is the group that you are going to go through your education process with everything before initiation with. And, you know, normally you find your first, like, close friends in the sorority. You guys are all the same age, like, I shouldn't say age, because you don't have to be the same age, but you're the same level of knowledge within the sorority. Um, and it's just kind of a group that you you go through that learning process and initiation with. And that's pretty much what a PC is. Yeah. And so what would you, what what's chapter? I know we're kind of yeah. into a different direction. No, you're good. Like, talk. But. Yeah. So chapter is a meeting we call it chapter business it's a meeting we have once a month um which for different sororities and fraternities that's different and it's a meeting where the whole chapter comes together and you go through the business that's happening um whether that be voting on things informing girls of, you know what's going on what's happening they can go anywhere from an hour some i mean i've been to some that are like two hours maybe a little longer than that on de- <laughs> depending on the day but um, it's an organized meeting, formal attire, and we use like an agenda, for example, every Sunday where we like get all of the information from all the officers. And that's to replace a formal business meeting. So that's why we only have it once a month. So some sororities and fraternities have formal business once every week. Um, but we do it once a month. Like, so if we have to vote on, yeah, mainly it's like voting on things is the first big thing. Uh, any like discussion, different stuff like that. We follow Robert's rules of order within it. So, yeah. Yeah. And like before I even, well, most people, I didn't even know what any of this stuff was. But I didn't even know that there were all these positions and it was that you had like meetings and yeah. it was like a very responsibility-based thing. Mm -hmm. But I think that is super cool because, like, well, I'm a business major and I think learning kind of how to not do business, but how to work together with all different types of people for one common goal. That's super cool. Oh, yeah. So that's what I also tell my friends, too, who just maybe have, like, a sorority stereotype. Yeah. Guys, I promise. it It is not just that. There's so much more that we do oh yeah so much more to it i completely agree yeah and because i think you said this before but you didn't even think you were gonna no, i definitely was like absolutely not not for me that that's just something that i went to um and then my brother joined greek life here and he convinced me he's like just try recruitment 
I was like, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> and so I did. And here I am. Uh, and it, yeah, it's, it's literally encompassed my whole college career and I won't change it. It's been so amazing. Like you were talking about earlier, the connections, the people, like even when I joined, it was like imposter syndrome of like, I'm in this group of this cool of people, like who've done all this stuff with all these cool people and know these people and are so involved on campus and around and the connections I have is just insane. It's like you go anywhere on campus and you know someone. Oh, yeah. And you could just hang out with them whenever, mm -hmm. go to the house whenever. You always have people to do stuff with, which is nice, especially oh, yeah. as like a freshman if you're doing it. Because going in, I didn't really know anybody yeah. coming in to school here. Uh-huh. And so that was also... I felt the nice. same way. It was... Yeah. Freshman year is hard. Mm -hmm. And then, like, when you go through with your PC class, yeah. we're all experiencing the same thing. So yeah. It was all super nice mm -hmm. that we can all relate in that yeah. way together and go through it together. Even just talking about being homesick and all that stuff. A hundred percent. Yeah. But, okay, so you were president as a sophomore. Is that typical? Depends. So our positions run uh, like for the duration of a calendar year. Uh, so we do elections in like November and then you start your position in on like January 1st-ish and then you're done in December of that following year. So I did one semester my sophomore year then through the summer and then into the fall of my junior year. So I was done being president three months ago. So I went sophomore to junior year, not necessarily the normal. I, as far as I know, back in presidents, they've all been juniors into seniors. Um, but now our most recent, so our current president right now is also a sophomore. So Slay. it all depends. I know because when I heard that, I'm like, "You're a sophomore and you're like the president." I'm like, "Holy cow!" I'm like, "That is so sick." And because you would have just been initiated, and then. Was that your first no. position? No. You hold a different I was position. philanthropy chair for the first year. Okay, yep. gotcha. So right away, once you got initiated, yeah. you ran for yep. philanthropy. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And did you like that position? I really did. Um, I'm a huge procrastinator, so I think I did okay, but it was not my necessarily my forte, I guess you could say. Gotcha. It was it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was amazing working with local philanthropies, like learning. And getting to know the people that we were donating money to, right? Mm -hmm. Raising money for, um, holding these events was really, really cool. And seeing the impacts that, you know, we can make. And it was a great experience. And I mean, without that, I would have never, I wouldn't have even been able to run for president because you need to be in a position, like a high level position before running. Uh, but it, it was a great learning experience. And it, it was, I wouldn't do it any differently than I did. Gotcha. So you said that was, you have to have a higher level position before you get yeah into, yeah into you just in position so i believe you need to have a leadership so we switched our leadership around right when i began my presidency so that's so it's a little different but there's always been two levels of leadership um and so right now we have vice presidents there's six of them and then beyond that we have directors um and so in our old structure you needed to be within the higher level of leadership to run for president. And right now, I believe you just need to be in a leadership position the year before to run for president. So, like, you can't be a freshman and just run. Yeah. Um, and you also need to have some prior experience to run for president. 
Gotcha. So when you say higher level of leadership, that's either a director or VP. It's a VP. So it used to be, it used to be different. Sorry, this is really confusing. Um, right now, run for president, I believe you just need to be in a leadership position prior. So that would be either a vice president or a director. You okay. need to be one of those beforehand. Gotcha. It used to be different before, which was when I got, I got elected in the other system that we had. Okay, sick. Yeah. And so when you were running for philanthropy, mm-hmm. is it philanthropy chair? Yeah. Okay. I w- it, now it's uh, director of philanthropy. Okay. So when you were running for that position, did you have in mind like, oh, I kind of want to be president? Or how did that even come about when you're like, oh, maybe I should run for it? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I don't really know when it happened. It it was a little bit of a progression of, you know, what do I want to do next after philanthropy? And like I was saying before, I I don't necessarily excel in some things, like in some of the vice president positions. Um, I really like facilitation and kind of working behind the scenes sometimes. And I know president seems like the exact opposite of that because I'm, you know, the face, I'm using air quotes, uh, the face of the sorority, but it is a little bit more behind the scenes. And I just remember looking at like the other, I knew I wanted to be involved and involved more. Um, and looking at the other vice president positions, there were a few that interested me, but this main one I was going to go for was vice president of operations, which we normally just call VP. Like it is the vice president to the president. Normally, a lot of times in the past, that's been the person that then becomes president the year afterwards. And so that was kind of my like, I want to do that. And that is the most, I give so much credit to that person because that's the most behind the scenes. They do a lot of work um, and it's never really like given credit right they aren't like in community relations and like accomplishing these things that people see but they're doing a lot of work behind the scenes and so i was thinking about running for vice vice president and that was kind of where it all started where i turned to this and i was like wait well then will i run for president like Mm -hmm. does that mean in two years i'm gonna run for president if i'm doing vice president and then it everything just kind of slowly started shifting and i started thinking about president and when you run for president as a junior you're done the middle of your senior year, which is when I'm graduating because I'm graduating a semester early. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, if I do it that way, I'm going to be head, like I'm going to be deep in AOPI until I graduate, like till the day I graduate, which mm-hmm. is totally, totally fine. But I was also worried about burnout. Yes. And I realized, I was like, what if I can change this, that the president's kind of a little younger because I will have the energy for it. Right. Like I'll be like, I've only been in this for a year and I'm ready for this. Like I'm excited and I'm worried that I'd be vice president for a year. And then I'd be like, I'm doing president now. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and I'd get a little too comfortable, I guess. Um, It was, I mean, it was scary to go into it as a sophomore, but I was really glad. And looking back at it, I'm really glad I made the decision to go into it younger because I think I was right. Yeah. And getting through the time of graduation, like right up Mm -hmm. and depressed the end of college yeah yeah no that's really great way of looking at it too and yeah burnout is so so real yeah and yeah like right now as as a new member everyone in my pc class we're all ready to yeah we're all so well we're obviously super excited oh yeah the rest of our aopi Uh journey but some of the roles 
you you take on a lot of responsibility yeah on it and on with school and work Mm -hmm. i definitely do see the burnout but that is a really smart way of thinking about it though yeah yeah and i mean yeah the sorority like deserves to have a president that is ready to give their 100 percent. you know and and Mm -hmm. i didn't want to just go into it and and not be able to give it that and so would you say there are different responsibilities for a sorority president and a fraternity president? Yeah. So, do you know I, much about a little bit? So, my brother was a fraternity president. Oh, he was. Yeah. It runs in the family. It runs in the family, which honestly, I think that a lot of people thought I did it because of that, and I, it, that was almost a deterrent, right? I was like, I remember calling him and being like, <laughs> "I'm thinking about doing this. Do you care?" Right? Like, I didn't. Yeah. I don't want to be trying to. Just do what you do or one or one up you or whatever. Yeah. Like I genuinely want to be the president of this. And but so I got to see a little bit of what fraternity presidents do, but not a ton. And it's it's different. There's still the same like you're the face to the school, you're the face to headquarters, you lead meetings, all you know, all that stuff. One huge difference is just how like we don't deal with alcohol at all. We don't have it, we don't we don't have parties. We, I didn't have to deal with that, right? If I did have to deal with it, it was like absolute, like the rules are like n- n- none, right? So like it's not something I had to deal with where fraternities, it's registering parties and dealing with what happens at parties and, and all of that, which like, not that I didn't kind of have to deal with that sometimes, but it was, it wasn't at our house, right? And it wasn't, mm-hmm. we aren't affiliated in that way. Like we don't, we just, I, I mean, no sorority does, has, has all stuff and deals with it and and they have to deal with all that right like and then figuring it out with people being 21 and and all of that rules and hoops you have to jump through to be able to have those kind of events is a huge part of what fraternity president president kind of has to deal with and that's just something we didn't have to deal with at all i would say i like to think we're a little more organized yeah (laughs) but no uh, in all seriousness i mean we have like a little more order I would I'd say, but we have things like we have house mom, right? And we like recruitment is completely different. Oh yeah, it than fraternities yeah. so different. Um, there, there's a lot of differences, but but I think from like an outside perspective, not not crazy. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, those were some good insights though, and I definitely yeah. did not know your brother. That's no i'm actually a first generation college student really yeah <laughs> thank yeah. you I was yeah. no my dad definitely did not go to college um and my mom went to like a two-year college and so yeah so, so going to like a tech college brother are first generation yeah mm-hmm. first generation college and both yeah president <laughs> of fraternity sorority <laughs> and then a major <laughs> that's super impressive i i have great parents that's um yeah for success so i shouldn't say that like but they have given me a lot and love so. shout out to the renovations <laughs> awesome okay so i think you said you've done some reflections since becoming president and yeah and ending your presidency what would there be things you would have done differently or you would have wanted to change or what were some of like the best parts, the highlights? Yeah. 
Oh gosh, I don't want to start with that. So one thing I would say is I don't think it's possible to do everything you want to do. I remember telling the new president coming in, had this like little analogy of you come in and you have, I didn't mean this to like bring her down, but like you have these big goals and these things you want to do and you're excited about. And you don't realize that a lot of it, like I was saying earlier, is you working kind of in the trenches and behind the scenes so that your leadership can do those amazing things. And so that that's something I wish I would have known a little more coming in, which I, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to be glamorous or anything like that. But what else? I, I would go back, like, I wasn't perfect at all. I will be the first to admit that. And of course, there's always going to be things that you change, but I, it worked out. Um, and if I set myself to the standard that, you know, like compared it to what I had hoped to do in my year, I would never be satisfied with it. So I think it's being satisfied with knowing that I did my best in my presidency. Um, yeah, you're never, you're never going to be able to, to do everything that you want to do, I think. And it took a second to like accept that, right? Because I had the option of running again. That was one thing about doing it young is I could have ran for a second here. Gotcha. So do people, do people normally do it? Well, no, I mean, no, because normally people run. Yeah. yeah. Normally people run as a junior and so then they're done. But I, I could have run again if I wanted to. I'm not saying I would have gotten it. Yeah. But I think I was, I was very content with it. Um, and we did a lot of great things, I think, in the year. And I had the most amazing leadership. I had an amazing executive team. Um, and really, like, all props go to them. Like, I, Again, I was there to help facilitate things. They were the ones who got things done. Really, they they are amazing. And it's a sorority of, you know, I think when I was like 50 to now, like up to like 80s, 90, somewhere in there. I don't, I don't know. Somewhere in there. And it's a lot of people and it takes a lot of people to make something run like that. One. Yeah. I had some amazing advisors, right? We have alumni who come back and help my, our chapter advisor. I texted her multiple times a week not multiple times a day like the support system i had and the people i had to help me i truly like give it all to them 100 percent. i didn't even know there was that much of like a support system for well for a president but even just like all the members in general Mm -hmm. like yeah you're an aopi for life and after you go alum you can come back help out and they're like different i don't know what what do you say groups are different Services you can help with because oh, oh yeah we had a chapter not ch- no we had a new member meeting about that yeah so within there's one thing that's super cool about this new system that we kind of implemented is there's six vice presidents and then those vice presidents each have directors underneath them so there's kind of these six groups that work together and we call them they're just teams. So there's like community relations team. So that works with the people who work with like Panhel, which it, I guess we didn't define that. Panhel oh, yeah. is Panhel is a group of all the sororities on campus. Well, it's all the sororities in the U.S., but we refer to them as the ones you know that are within our MSU campus. Uh, and so like there's someone who works with them, but then there's someone who works with alumni and someone who works with the community, right? And then philanthropy, like all those people work with organizations outside of AOPI itself. So they're in a team together. And then they can work together and help each other. And it's been really effective. It's really helpful. And so I think I think that's what you're referencing. And so yeah, there's a lot I of different teams so, yeah. like that. Okay. I think that is what I was 
Tiny getting out. Okay. Yes. And so how many VPs did you you have? I had six. Okay, so has it always been like yep. six? Okay. Okay, so they all help you and they're all like the heads of Skirt? Yeah, team? like of the team. Yeah. Okay. It it's kind of like a little spider web. Spider so web. Yes. when you look at it, right, you have like your president in the center, which I don't really like saying that, but and then you have your VPs around them and then the directors. And one of my favorite experiences with it um, was when we'd have our exact meetings once a week. So just the VPs and me would meet once a week and meet. And that way we were able to get so much information and through so much stuff because significant like groups working efficiently is somewhere in between like i believe they say like four to seven ish people four to eight ish people and so having all of leadership sometimes it gets chaotic and when we would have those exec meetings it was an hour you know once a week we'd be able to get a lot done because each vice president was the spokesperson for their team so it was a good way to get a lot of information and get a lot of things worked out it does seem really Mm -hmm. efficient yeah it was yeah, really I cool. That spider web, like, I we just need like. Do we have one even framed? Oh, <laughs> framed? I don't know if we have one framed, but I, I had that thing downloaded and it it was up a lot on my computer. That's for sure. <laughs> Say that because yeah, because now has it increased a lot since you were president? The like or the, sorry, the number of members. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent has. Because especially when I joined during COVID, that was a big. You know, there's some people oh, who decided yeah. to stay home and not come back to college, and there was the people who graduated, and then recruitment was low because not as many. You know, some people were like, "Oh, I'm going to take a gap year because it's COVID," which I, yeah. I mean, I totally understand. And so numbers were low when I started, and now we're honestly probably almost double the numbers. Yeah, from. It's- it's big. It's like, getting big, which is what it used to be. So it's really cool to see it come back. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. So then will they add more positions for more people? We're, or do you think just stick with like I the set number? So they're like our headquarters sends out the different memberships for how many members are in your chapter. Oh, okay. And we're like a medium sized chapter. And I believe that we are really in the middle of that medium sized chapter. So I don't really see us changing. We would have gotcha. to dip pretty low to get to small a small chapter and we'd have to add I think we'd need to be in a number that MSU probably wouldn't ever reach. I'd say like one fifty or something to get to okay. a large chapter. Gotcha. So we will probably stay in that same leadership uh, structure for the foreseen future and you think that whole structure is a very efficient like yeah 100 percent. because we implemented that like i was saying right when i became president so like when i was philanthropy i wasn't i actually was philanthropy chair like you said i wasn't director of philanthropy because we hadn't implemented that and that was a hierarchical uh system and it was just it was a little less efficient yeah Yeah. and so uh, okay so a chair is lower than director or it, it's comes completely different it's something oh, completely different so yeah well no there so this was pretty much what happened was when i joined we switched systems for our whole leadership oh so there okay. there used to be chairs also oh, there like no years ago chairs. yeah and that's what you would call and so like it's a okay. so yeah it's really confusing i shouldn't have even got into this but it no, it's okay. really like you know um it 
it was just a different type of leadership system. So we had different names for all the positions before. Yeah. It's still pretty much like the philanthropy person pretty much still does the same thing, right? They just work within AOPI and the sorority better. Like, I just think that the system for our leadership is more efficient, but the positions themselves pretty much still do the same thing. Okay. Okay. Got the way we organize ourselves pretty much. And so does headquarters tell you, yeah. like, when to change the system? Yeah, so that, that, that was headquarters. Yeah. Okay, so they got they it. They did it, yeah. Okay, interesting. So what if you wanted to switch the system or do it differently? Not, like, the positions and, like, who you meet with and, like, the teams, but, like, different ways of doing meetings? Yeah, so some of the stuff is... We we do have like a lot of autonomy and some stuff, right? Okay. And especially now, there's a little grace period where they didn't want they wanted us to really like and kind of accept this new leadership thing that we did. Um, like we can add on positions. I think we might need to request it, but like, hey, like we really think our chapter would benefit from having this position, or our chapter isn't benefiting from this position. Like, can we can we work with that a little bit? You know, yeah, and so okay. so there's still flexibility, but. Headquarters is there to kind of guide us. And so okay. something like that huge leadership change would have just been really hectic, especially mm-hmm. if like all the sororities are trying to do it. It's, it's a great way to give us some structure. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, like chapter business meetings, right? You have to run a lot the same. Uh, but we like all of our education workshops. That's something that we get to pick what we do in sisterhood. So, you know, ed workshops we have once a month, which are, uh, we have a vice president that plans them and, you know, different people from the community or businesses or people on campus come in and teach us stuff, right? So we've had resume building workshops, um, different types of like education work where we just like learn about different things um and then we have sisterhoods which are more fun things uh once a month as well and so those things are all us and what we want to do with them yeah so there's a lot of autonomy in in different things we do and headquarters is kind of there to give us a guidance keep us on track and so okay so have you guys added a position before or we did before take away a position so we did before this new one and so right now we were kind of in the implementation process of it and we actually added on some this year but i believe headquarters recommended for us too okay yeah so we like we have a digital media person and a merchandise coordinator i believe that were both added on this year um before we uh with the old system we added on a sustainability person I believe. Okay. Um, and we had some different, yeah, we've done them before for sure. Cool. Well, I do like that. You can, I didn't even know you could add and take away positions. Oh, yeah. I think taking away would be a little, the one that we kind of took away, I guess, was like a direct assistant to someone that oh, we just gotcha. really weren't like a bit, we were like, it's not that huge of a position here. Yeah. And so they don't really need an assistant. So it wasn't yeah. like actually taking away like a something that, it just wasn't, yeah. They didn't need yeah, that. Exactly. Okay. It wasn't necessary. Gotcha. Yeah. And so are all the sororities, like, on campus, do they all have the same spiderweb of structure? Or is everybody different? I really don't know that for sure. Okay. I would assume they're pretty close. Um, okay. From what I've heard, a, a lot of exec, like, there's, you know, your two levels of leadership, I believe. And I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I think there's kind of a two levels where one's that exec, which is anywhere from five to ten people ish and that's a you know 
pretty time consuming. You're kind of in it every week. You're in meetings and stuff for it. And you have other people to view that you can facilitate. Um, And then there's just the level, you know, one level below that of being a director, something like that, where you're, you have a vice president or something that you work with. I, I think they're all fairly similar. Um, yeah. Same, same thing, different picture, maybe. I know. I like that because if all sororities kind of have the same idea in mind and running the same, yeah, the structure and stuff's got to be kind of similar. Yeah. I mean, because everyone has a president, though. Right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. How has being president and being in a sorority helped you, if it did, outside of being in a sorority, like in school, in the workforce, yeah. in just life in general? So I, when I came in and it was COVID, um, it was really hard to meet people, obviously. And so AOPI completely changed that for me. I moved in halfway through my freshman year, you know, found some great friends. And again, kind of did this thing of like, holy crap, like I'm in this, like, this is so cool. These people are cool. Like it's networking I'm doing and the opportunities I have. And now I've noticed a lot that most everything I've kind of gotten out of college has somehow always sent back to AOPI. I did, I reinstated a club on campus and I did that with one of my vice presidents, you know? And yeah. And, and like our advisor who helped us do it, like, cause you need a faculty member from the school to help you do a club was uh, old AOPI. It's it's really like the networking and is is amazing, and the people that you get to know have in your corner are truly amazing. And and so much of what I've done, and like I was saying, has directly been in connections I've gotten. And so I, it, I feel like it's connected in so so much of what I do. Wait, so okay, going back to the club you were mm-hmm. so it was also you, another AOPI, and another faculty. Yeah. Yeah. So what club did you? So I reinstated the woman in business club and I did this last year. It was something that, I mean, I was head deep in presidency and busy and it was one of my RVPs. Her name's Megan Bittner. And we were both in business in different parts of business, but we were like, we wish that we could be in the woman in business club. We weren't necessarily like, this is our thing. We want to be the president and the vice president and do all these cool things with it. We're just like, we just want this to exist. Like, and it, and it fell off campus. I can't even remember when. And so we're like, let's do this. And so, so we did. And honestly, looking back, not, we didn't do, we didn't do a whole ton. We, but we got it started again. And our goal again, like I was saying, wasn't to to run it and, and do all these things that we're like, we would want to be in a club like this. Like we just want to see it exist. So that's what we did. You have to get like 10 members. You have to facilitate stuff, you know, forms, paperwork stuff like that and there was a it was actually our old advisor was a faculty member and so she was on board and we did it we got reinstated and i honestly though it was it was a slow start we didn't even i never was led a meeting or anything and we got through it and found some people to take it over and we handed it over and I honestly, I can't even be in it right now because I have a class during when the, the time is, <laughs> which really, I was, I'm like next semester. I like, I, I did not reinstate this club to not go to a single meeting ever. So, um, but yeah, we were, air quotes again, vice president and president for a semester while we reinstated it. Um, and then we just handed it over. So really didn't do a whole ton of it, but we wanted to, we wanted to see it on campus. And, but something like that, like, I think it would have been a way bigger feat than it was if I didn't have AOPI. Yeah. Right. Like it. 
made it so much easier and the connections and the opportunities um aopi has given me you know with stuff like that yeah and you got like you guys were you guys just like talking about it one day and then you guys were like hey let's just i yeah i honestly don't even really remember but we we just wanted to see it yeah it was super and it it was a great experience so awesome yeah yeah i even no i read i read your bio (laughs) Oh, yep. And so how often do they meet? I think they're doing once a week. But oh, I've wow. seen some cool stuff. I like follow them on Instagram and they had this event with these like women leaders at the element. I don't know if you know it's like a really nice hotel in, in yeah, town. And they had like these female business leaders come in and like like pretty impressive. I read some of their bios where they got to go and again it was during that class I had, so I wasn't able to go. But I was like, these they they're making me look good. The people who are running it now, like they, they are really killing it and they're doing an amazing job. And so I, it's made me really happy to, cause you know, this is all me and Megan hope Megan and I hoped for because we wanted to see it to see it be successful. Yeah. No, I check that out and go yeah. some of them. Dang, yeah. Honestly, I did not know about the women in business. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's but, brand new again. Wait, did so. it just, Start like it would have been this beginning. fall. Okay, it okay, kind of gotcha. started, started, and I would say their meeting started this semester, I believe, or maybe the end okay. of last. So still very new. Yes, very new. Okay, and so did you do it like that last spring? Yeah, and even when started getting the yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. That was a blur of life when I was in my presidency. I believe we we handed it over this fall. Okay, or at the end of last spring. For the beginning of this fall. How did you find Somewhere in there. to hand it off? Miss Megan Bitner did that. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. She reached out to people. She reached out to our members. Really? Yeah. So the people who are members of the club. Right. So we, we needed people so we could get it started. Yeah. And I mean, props to them. They deserve it because they just like blindly joined us. And we were like, we don't have meetings yet. Like we kind of don't really know what we're doing, but we want to see this happen. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to do it with us? And and we got, you know, 10 girls to do it. And AOPI helped with that, right? I'd say four of the people who would put their names down are probably AOPIs or five, you know, the some business majors that we have in the sorority. But then these people, we just kind of sent it out and we're like, hey, like, hey, we got it. Like, who wants to do this? And we've had some, yeah, some amazing girls stepped up and they've done an amazing job. That's super cool. Yeah. And I know about, like, what it even meant to reinstate. I knew it meant, like, oh, bringing a club back. Yeah. I didn't even know what goes into it. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. And how, like, the AOPI connections. And you yeah. have, like, that support system of when you could just send out in a group message or whatever, like, hey, I'm doing this. Anyone want to join? Which you can get their support. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. You have those connections yeah. inside. And that is super cool. Yeah. Well, that's very awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank now you. Look at the Instagram and attend a meeting. Yeah. Do it. It'll, it'll be good. Like, I, I know. Let me know, too. Yeah. No, I yeah. Because I need to get more involved in, like, clubs. Mm-hmm. No, so and I'll that, check that out. Yeah. Okay. And then um, now I'm going in a different kind of direction. Okay. I did see that you were an ambassador for Alpen. Yep. Alpen Outdoors. Yeah. Alpen Outdoors. Okay. I, I thought that's what it was. Wait. What? What is Alpen? Is that, like, a tree? Wait. That's mm-hmm. I, Alpine? Yeah, you're thinking of Alpine. You are an ambassador. Yeah. So, what what does, like, an ambassador meeting do? 
Yeah. So, oh gosh, I don't really even know where to start. I pretty much promote uh, Alpen Outdoors on like through MSU. And this is a company that just launched this summer. And so it's, it's brand new. It's really, really cool. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm grateful to be a part of it. But as an ambassador, I work with another, another MSU ambassador. Um, we are, it's kind of like starting to like host events with campus, get people involved. I kind of want to uh, like work with clubs on, on campus, especially like there's a lot of outdoor clubs here. Um, and make an environment mainly for women outdoors. So Alpen is a clothing company, a technical clothing company for women based around women. Um, the founder, her name's Merritt, and I've known her for a little while. She's been my spin instructor. And cool. I got, yeah, yeah. And I got super lucky this summer. She just like invited me to a photo shoot and she's like, hey, like I she was going to do her first launch. I didn't even know that she'd been doing this, but she's been doing it for like two years has been planning this and she truly amazing um it i went to this photo shoot and i was like this is so cool that she's a female entrepreneur she's very young and is doing this and then i got there and we like put on the apparel and i'm like wait no she's doing this like this like this is the real stuff like this is this is cool and it great it's exactly what she kind of has made it to be or explained it as and it's high quality technical clothing surrounded around women because um i've talked to her about it and she's right that there's like all these outdoor companies you have your clothing that's made for men and then changed to fit a woman's body not thought about with the woman first and so it's completely surrounded or embodied for women by women high quality technical clothing um and so i got to know her at this photo shoot and she came to me and asked me to be an ambassador going this fall and Merit's just one of those people that i don't know they just make everyone kind of like feel good right feel safe she's like one of the genuinely most amazing people i've ever met she's super humble uh one of the most genuine people I've ever met. And there's absolutely no way I was going to say no. I was like, to be a part of this, I, I felt honored to be asked to be an ambassador for this company. And I think it, ambassadors can sometimes have like, a, people have different opinions about them, right? And it's like, oh, are you just doing this to like, I don't know, you know, different reasons, get paid or something. And, and the best way to have people like in something is if you believe in it and it is not hard to be an like an ambassador for this company because it's so easy to believe in it um it's easy to believe in merit the founder of the company and what she's doing and she's doing it like i i fully believe that she is and it's been a really cool experience to be a little part of that that is so cool because yeah i saw that in your bio and i also saw the instagram mm -hmm. and so you guys do you guys so being an ambassador, are you like at all the photo shoots? Are you like, what are some of the responsibilities? Yeah. So kind of involved in some of the stuff. So like I went to a photo shoot this summer, that was just actually before I became an ambassador. Um, and with it being a startup right now, right? Like they launched last summer. 
it's been slow, especially for us as a college during the winter because we're trying to do activities mm-hmm. and we're trying to get the community involved. And in the winter, it's a lot harder to do stuff because you need gear to do a lot of stuff you do in the winter. Um, we're super excited for spring, spring because it's hiking and stuff like that. And we can go and do things outside that don't take a lot of gear because we don't want to like eliminate people because they don't have gear yeah. um, for certain stuff. And so that it's been a little slower. So do you have, do you go to like any of the meetings or do you have, do you get to sit in on any of the business side of things or are you just there to kind of support, spread the word? Yeah, we're pretty much there to spread the word. Okay. To gotcha. uh, try to kind of encompass and bring help in to MSU. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's been really fun to do Elvin. And I think that it's one of those things where it's always like, oh, like, you get into this thing, especially in college, where it's like, what can you do to make your resume look the best? And all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I mean, not that I like couldn't put this on my resume won't or whatever, but it's something that I really like just enjoy doing. And especially with Merit and this team that is there, like they're trying to do something bigger and they're trying to do something cool. And just being able to be a part of that, not to say I did it or do things like that. I think that even during presidency weirdly connects back of like realizing what you want to do and what makes you happy and what makes what you're passionate about and what drives you. And this is one of those things that I have just really enjoyed doing and being a part of, you know, regardless of anything else. Okay. So you were talking about building like a resume and stuff. Do you Mm -hmm. think all the things combined, reinstating a club, being president and being like an ambassador for this startup clothing brand. Has that given you opportunities in career wise? I think. Because I know you said yeah. you, you were just, you work as an administrative mm-hmm. assistant, which is super sick. But I guess because you're in school, right? Yeah. I, the short answer is yes, but I hate to think of it that way. Because I feel like most of it I didn't do for that reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, which I'm not not saying that you're saying that, but it's like, if you want to be the president of a sorority, so you can put it on your resume, you aren't going to hate it. Like, that's really straightforward, but you are, it's not going to be that great, right? Like, you need to want to and love it. And like, if I didn't love every single girl in that sorority, like, that, it wouldn't have, you know, like, the, you have to have passion in what you do and what you're doing. And yeah, I'm sure presidency will help me on a resume or something, and that some of these things will, but most everything I've done in college has nothing like I don't know I I hate it because it it's a tough tough topic I guess because I it, it does help and it makes your resume look good but some of it like I would have done every bit of it resume you you do it out of like yeah and that's one thing that sorry this is getting weirdly deep <laughs> you are <laughs> but like I think it's one thing I've really found ever since ending my presence sorry ever since ending my presidency i found i've had a lot more free time and i've spent it like i've had some time to reflect and do some you know stuff like that and just really realize like i have a reason why you're doing everything and not to just blindly do it and i found times like during presidency where i was just trying to do everything and it wasn't about like i would do a presidency, I wouldn't change it. Like, I'm glad I did it and I did it and I was passionate about it. But like, I was working more hours than I should have been at a job 
So I wasn't getting enough sleep and I wasn't, you know, and like school was just not fun and not, it was just like a dreadful thing to have to do school on top of everything. And just made, I don't know. I think when I t- got done with privacy, I stepped back and I was like, I need to know why. Like I, there needs to be a reason why I'm doing everything I'm doing. And that was right when, so open was a little bit before that. And I know I keep coming back to this, but it was, that was the first thing where I remember being like, Jada, why are you adding another thing? Mm-hmm. Like, what if this isn't the choice for you to make? And then I was like, but every part of me was like, no, like, but I really want to do this. And now I've kind of went and done that. And like, I just do things I've been trying to just do things that I really enjoy and really want to do and feel passionate about. It makes things so much easier. Like being an ambassador for Alpen is so easy because like I said before, like I believe in it. And being a president of AOPI, like having the passion for it was not hard because I believe in it. And I believe in the group of girls that I was working with and everything like that. And if you, I don't know, I think things sometimes can get hard if you don't have like reason for doing them. The intention has to be there. Yeah. And anything you do. Yeah. I I feel like in, I want to say high school, maybe a little bit more, it was more of this like, competition of like what can you do like how good can you make your college application and i i don't know i I feel like i started with college that way too i don't know i think i i've really kind of stepped back and have been like why though like why what's the point of making a great resume so you can go get a great job that you don't like like yeah great yeah yeah no that's very insightful too and something that I feel like I do need a reminder too. A lot of people do is, yeah, why are you doing it? And what's the reason? And is the intention, is it in the right place or could it maybe be in a better yeah. place? No, I completely agree. And I think some people sometimes are like, oh, but I'm not having fun or enjoying it. And I'm not saying that I enjoyed every second of everything that, you know, but it's about the passion and what you want to do, right? Like you don't need to enjoy every second of school yeah if it's going to get you the job that you want to get for the rest for the rest of your life right like everything's a process i don't think it's possible like there's just certain things where you you're never going to enjoy everything and be happy every second of every everything that you do yeah that's unrealistic yeah and so it's really finding that happy medium of it's really hard i think to find what you want no i agree and finding the balance Oh yeah. Between, between is this something I want to do, or am I kind of doing it because I think mm-hmm. it'll, or I think it'll make me, yeah. air quotes, happy or yeah. more fulfilled. Yeah. All that stuff. And that's the thing with it is like when you're talking about resumes. I mean, I have some great friends that are going to try to get into like medical school and stuff. Like they had to maybe do something that they necessarily didn't like for a resume, which is the stuff that you know. Right now, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. But like for them, they have to do that because. They need to get into medical school so they can go be a doctor, which is what they want to do. And that's what they're passionate about, right? And so sometimes there are things that you do to build a resume, but for what reason? So that's kind of where, you know, I'm getting at too, is like building your resume. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Like, I hope that that's not kind of how I've come off. Like building your resume is the most amazing thing, but make sure that's why you're doing it, right? And I think, yeah, just with the resume, but also into life, you're bringing, you can tie that in. To everything that you oh, do. Oh, yeah. And it's finding, there are so many opportunities on college campuses now. Like, I could have went and hopefully tried to do, like, student government 
Oh, right. Yeah. I, and that would look great on a resume too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not just being like, Oh, someone said, you know, government's going to look great on a resume. So I'm going to go do that. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's finding, maybe you do want to have a better resume. So you have a better chance at things in the future, but still finding what you enjoy. And mine just happened to be AOPI. I love that. And it's also like time, life is limited. Yeah. Why do something? If there's not a purpose behind yeah. it, something that you don't want to do. Because even in college, I mean, four years is for most, like, four years of college, typical. Mm-hmm. It's like you only have those four four years. Why waste it yeah. doing something you don't want to do or it'll get you a better job? Yeah. And then you end up not even liking it. It's it's just no, like... It truly. It's, and that's what... Yeah. Like, yeah. Too, we only have a limited... Mm-hmm. Time. Why mm-hmm. live life where? Yeah, live. and I enjoy the things that you. That's do. where I like came to Montana to ski, and this was the first winter that I got to ski comes. Really? Yeah, okay. and so that you know that's kind of where it's, and that's not AOPI or all the stuff I've chose to invest my time in. That's like prioritization, right? And that was me putting, oh, I need to you know keep pushing forward with everything that I can't take time to do things I enjoy. And now, like that, I would say is one of my regrets of presidency. And it's not, I could have done presidency just the exact way I had read by and just implemented more time for myself for things I enjoy. Like there, it's fine, you know, finding that. Cause like now I went through this winter and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Why didn't I do that the last two winters? Right. And I am a huge person that's like, I don't regret anything. Like I, you know, like, oh yeah, I go back, I would change it maybe, but like I accept where, you know, how how I live those years and I know why, right? Like mm-hmm. I was am. I am so passionate about AOPI. I was so passionate about my presidency and everything. But there's ways like I a hundred percent could have skied. Like it would have just taken prioritization and scheduling and different things like that and finding. I just didn't prioritize finding what I love more. And now that I've done it, I'm like, I want to go explore like i've really gotten into like hiking and running and different things like that and now i'm like oh my gosh i want to do all these cool things except colleges i'm almost done right like i have less mm-hmm. than a year and then i'm not I'm like big girl job which don't get me wrong i want to love and I'm have summers off and a month long christmas break anymore mm-hmm. so i think it yeah what you're saying like life's short and Making sure that you're doing what you love and chasing what you lo- what you love always, and that's so subject to change, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, life is too short not to. But I do think, for me also, it is hard to find a balance. I'm a very oh much of a person that's go go go, yeah. Stella. You can't. Why are you? Why are you resting? You got yeah. homework. You got all yeah. this other stuff. You you can do this. You can do that. You can go meet up with a friend and uh-huh. all this stuff. Oh, 100%. That I could be doing. And it's like, if I say, oh, watch a Netflix show for yeah. 45 minutes, I can't do that. Yeah. I have other stuff that I could do no, for 45 I minutes. And it's just like finding that happy, happy place yeah. in between self care and working hard. Uh huh. Excess or deficit of one or the other. Yeah. It's, it's really it a is. struggle. I definitely, don't succeed at it like it's and i think my biggest indicator for it is when i look back and realize that it was an autopilot that i failed at that 
right when I go back and I'm like, I have no clue what I did for that month. Like I woke up and I did sleep all day long. Right. And I felt like I couldn't take breaks mm-hmm. and it's really hard. I, I think I've been trying to do finding things that actually rejuvenate me in the time that I have, which is really hard sometimes because like you're saying, like some days it feels like there isn't even time to go hang out with a friend. I'm coming to college too. You can always be doing something at three second and sometimes it can be really hard to say no. Right. Like yeah. when a friend asks you to go hang out, go to dinner on like some random night, like you're just like, yeah. And all of a sudden you realize that like you haven't just chilled out for a week straight. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really interesting learning curve when you come to college in that sense. Um, and I think that's where my biggest thing was like trying to find these things that I enjoyed. And my, I mean, my biggest one has been running, I would say. Like I always ran in high school and it was something that was like competitive not necessarily the most fun thing ever and then i came and did it as a like almost self-care thing something i enjoyed and now it's like my favorite thing ever because there isn't the pressure right and it's what makes me feel better and i get my little serotonin for the day but that and that was my thing right and like i i found that and i found people through that and people to do that with through aopi i found things me and my vice president run together all the time. I think that's where I'm a person. Some people get rejuvenated from things like, I don't know, like TikTok. Yeah. The- and it, that for me, like was awful during my presidency because it, it's a, it's a nice little break where you don't have to think about anything. Yeah. And I would lay down and when I should go to bed at night and I would just sit for so long. And then I, when I'd wake up in the morning, I'm like, why didn't I just go to bed? Right. It takes away time. And, and, and sometimes it's different things work for different people. Mm-hmm. Totally. 100%. And I think, yeah, and it also can go back to whether you're introvert, an introvert or an extrovert. Oh, yeah. And how you, how you rest. Yeah, 100%. Because if, like, I was at first a more introverted person. Yeah. Then throughout, I think it was like, senior year end of senior mm-hmm. year into college i became much more of an extrovert yeah and so how at first when i was an introvert when i was going out seeing people i love that i would come back need your time and i'd be like oh my gosh i, yep. so <laughs> I need to yeah. watch like, a movie i need to just lay down yeah in my bed just chill out mm-hmm. and also then i was able to allow myself chill out which is yeah and no i i completely I understand allowed myself to like take a break yeah. watch a movie do that stuff because after a social outing mm-hmm. i was really tired but now being more of an extrovert i'm like do all my homework do all the stuff that i need to do and then be like oh my gosh i just want to go hang out with my friends i want to go hang out with people in the dorms. I want to see what my friends are up to. I want to go get dinner with somebody. Yeah. Just go and hang out with people. That's also been a great thing for me for joining a sorority. Yeah. Because I met a lot more people mm-hmm. and a lot more people that are also in the same position. Like, oh, I don't really know too many people, especially the PC class. Yeah. So you can just text anyone and mm-hmm. go hang out, go get dinner, go. Oh, yeah do stuff around campus and then yeah so i love that social element yeah and there's a lot of other events going on with 
the sorority mm-hmm. that you can also go and be social yeah. for, which that is something that even though it is kind of intimidating and scary at first when you join a sorority and uh-huh. there's like the big events and everyone's there. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just new to this. You don't yeah. really know much, but it has also helped me really develop more of my social skills. Oh yeah. More of going out of my comfort zone. 100%. It definitely has. But I'm happy that I did yeah. that because once you first get out of it, very scary. But after, then you're like, I'm so glad that I did that. Yeah. Now it's like, I got through the hard part. Now I can just, I don't know, enjoy, yeah. enjoy what comes out 100%. of going past your boundary. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way. I'm a pretty introverted person or I was, I still feel like I'm pretty introverted and I have just, I'm still happy and like being around people and talking to people, love being around people and people but i do need like my own little recharge time i'm always like by myself but being in story so amazing for like social skills different things like that along with just like i keep talking about all my stuff with presidency but oh my gosh how much fun i've had like moving into that house was one of the best things ever i can tell you like the amount of friends i have one of my best friends now like we would stay up till 2 a.m doing homework so many nights in that house, like in the little library in there. And I have some great memories. You always have people to do stuff with and people going to the library. And the amount of times I would come back from class, like a bunch of classes and it would be lunchtime. And I remember I'd be like, thank God, like I'm so excited. Like being someone who's an introverted person and being like, I'm so excited to go back to this house and eat lunch with my best friends. And I don't even want to say best friends. Like that sounds really cliche, but like with not just my best friends in the story, but just like these people, because all of them, like it was great, right? And to go sit in a room and have like 20 different people there. And it's so funny. Like I can tell you the amount of times I've like cried laughing in that dining room, just on a random Tuesday at like noon, right? And there was just, there's so much joy in that. And that is one aspect of AOPI that I like will forever be grateful for. And I still like enjoy just even though I don't live in anymore, like going through the houses. When I come, I come in, I park by the house and I'll literally like walk through the house on my way to campus to see if anyone else is walking to school and I can walk with them. That's on campus. I'm, I'm always on the lookout uh-huh. for people because I'm like, when you go past there, you see just like all... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you have your way better chances mm-hmm. of running into someone. Yeah. So whenever I'm over there, I, I have my eyes peeled. Oh, yeah. Like, you have to always when you're walking over there. You'll always see a few so people. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. You can either walk back with someone or walk to a class. And also when being in a sorority, you can just ask the people like, oh, classes. And and then maybe you guys have the same class. Yeah. You can sit by each other. You can oh, 100%. help each other with homework. You can learn together. Exactly. I... One of my favorite things, and this is, I remember when I was getting recruited, was my biggest thing was AOPI, there was no one I necessarily 100% clicked with. Every single girl I talked to, most of them, I was like, we wouldn't be best friends forever. Like, you aren't gonna, you, like, it doesn't seem like you'd be like a bridesmaid at my wedding or whatever. I genuinely, like, you are a genuine person and I like you. And that's where I could see these similar values. And that's exactly kind of what I felt like AOPI has become. So I've made friends with all these people that I would have never had the opportunity to make friends with before. I've seen so many perspectives of like the world and people's different views, right? Like, and opinions and getting to talk to people and have like 
so many people who you can have great conversation with, great laughs with, and like people will always say, oh, like sororities are clicky. And I, I, I hate that term. And, but it's like, you're going to have your friend groups. That's what that, that's what happens in life everywhere. Like that's the world. There are friend groups and it's not clicky. We are all just, we have our friends and we're friends with different people. I've been in different friend groups, friend groups in the sorority or whatever. Like I've had everyone still just loves each other and is friends with each other. And, you know, I have the people who I go to class with and because they're in my major. And then, you know, I have a close with people. I had people who I did leadership with and people I'm in different committees with and all this different stuff. And it's just a great way to meet and be close with people that 100% also agree. Because, yeah. And even if you're not like besties with all the girls, it's like you consider them friends. Mm-hmm. You consider. Oh, yeah. And isn't that one of the taglines? Like, always a friend? Right for ale pie, yeah, yeah. Is it like always, always friend? friend. Yeah, always, yeah. Because then during attendance, people would say friend. At first, I did not know what they were yeah. saying. I was like, wait, what's someone? Someone like said friend. I was like, yeah, what? But then yeah. I learned what one of the things is like mm-hmm. always friend. Yep. But yeah, even if you're not like, don't click one hundred percent with the person. Yeah, it's it's always so nice to yeah walk in for lunch or just walk in before going to a new member meeting yeah just seeing people in like the living room (laughs) just talking yeah and then you can just go sit down it's like all these people are probably different friend groups different Mm -hmm. majors different just like not really people that are just always in the same yeah if that makes sense yeah and you just go in talk to them and you have like Blast. Oh yeah, so but you would have never met them. You would have never even had the opportunity to sit down and even talk to them yeah. if it wasn't just for the sorority. And exactly, I, and I think the house—it's a really big aspect in the it, sorority. It is because it's a—it's a common place, a common place, and a place where the sorority members live. Mm-hmm. You're always there. It's you do always have people to do stuff with, yeah. which I'm excited to live in the house. But yeah. I excited for that and because yeah you go over there and everyone's just like doing stuff hanging out but i also like the part where you have people to keep you accountable yeah because with anything but i'm referencing just like academics because we even have like the little study area yeah which is cool and how before well for me i never try to say like no to things Mm -hmm. which is good but like sometimes I do need to say yeah. no to like a social outing or yeah. it's like anyone want to go run to McDonald's yeah. and get like a, a Diet Coke or uh-huh. Sprite or something like that. Yeah. Usually I'd always say yes, but then at the house I, I learned people would say like, no, I have to study. I've never like seen that. Yeah. Like, You're going to study? I'm yeah. like, you can do that. Yeah. No. And I think that's one thing that is really cool. And something that is implemented super well is there's just really like a mutual respect and it's so fun like and i think that that i think it's really funny you say that because i don't even notice that anymore because it's so normal that like you're sitting in the dining room and if people are coming you know coming through and going to something like we're gonna ask you to come you know if you want to come and there's nothing if you say no right like like you you, they don't even like care that you don't even freeze in necessarily right say no i'm like okay another time you yeah 
Yeah. Or they're like, do you want me to bring you something? Like, yeah. Can I, can I bring you one or whatever? It's, it's really a like welcoming and it's an environment where we're all just like supportive of each other. And it's, it's, it's great. And I think that during this podcast, we've been talking about kind of the after of like me being president, being passionate, but like, this is like, these are the reasons why I wanted to be president, right? Yeah. Is because of the girls and the fact that I want to see this keep happening and see these success fall. Um, because it gave, big part of it is was giving back too, right? Like I said, like, I don't know. There's so much in college I wouldn't have done without AOPI. And I've had so many opportunities with it. I have so many connections. I've talked even within the last few weeks with like different people within AOPI about like internship opportunities and stuff like that. And there's, yeah, there's people who will be in your corner and on your side for a long time because of AOPI. And it's, it's given so many people great opportunities like that. And so I just felt drawn to kind of want to help continue it, I guess. That's a good way to say that. <laughs> no, yeah. And even I've, well, I haven't even been there for a year, mm -hmm. but I already know like all these people, great people. And even like the older members, sometimes, well, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to like talk to them or, yeah, I don't want to bother them. They're a hundred percent. Yeah, you but get worried. They're all so nice. And yeah, they're also welcoming, and yeah, everyone has your back. Everyone is so nice, so mm -hmm. supportive. Yeah, and they do genuinely want you to succeed and reach yeah. your full potential. Yeah, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's one thing with it could be the stereotype or how it is other places, but like with FSL life, fraternity sorority life here, is that it's kind of that whole like enjoyment thing, you know? Like I feel like we're really good at being like, why are we doing this? We're like, we're doing this because we want a community and we want to have fun and we want to help the community around us. And it's like when I go into class and there's another sorority, like a member of another sorority, it's like saying hi and gen you know what I'm saying. And it, again, it could be the stereotype of different schools, but like it seems like there can be like competitiveness and I just don't really feel that here nearly yeah. as much like i i feel like when i meet someone who's in another sorority i feel like we're on the same team mm -hmm. like big picture within the school right like or fraternity as well and you kind of have friends you know even outside of just aopi there's a bigger community of cell life like we do philanthropies with other sororities and with other fraternities different we things like that each other which yeah. i thought that was super cool mm -hmm. like a fraternity's uh philanthropy event we'll all go over yeah help them out uh-huh like, show them support other sororities will do the same yeah we'll do the same for yeah. them yeah that was super cool it is super cool how we all support each other and it's it, it's a bigger community we yeah, all have to definitely is. and even yeah walking around campus if i see someone with like greek letters mm -hmm. just any greek letters i'm like oh so i like i kind of know yeah about them yeah without like knowing them uh-huh you kind of go through the same oh yeah way yeah even though it's different no i completely agree cool. and yeah you can just be like hey what's up or mm -hmm. or if you see somebody out and about not even on campus wearing greek letters you're like hey what's up is that yeah whatever and the chances is. are you have like a mutual friend yeah like you true. know people that know it. you know what i'm saying like yeah especially with the size of msu and then the size of greek life like you you know that you're like there's definitely a lot of connections there. Of course, 100%. And that's also something that I love mm -hmm. about 
No, okay, so sorry for the last part. Yeah, we are getting gonna do. We have just a few questions, and then that will probably wrap up the episode. Sounds good. Awesome. Okay, so the first question. Okay, so actually, the questions I put out on the Instagram on the story. Yeah, the questions are always anonymous, and so we just got a few today. Sounds so good. So the first one is, how do we meet? Well. Aokai. Yeah, we met Aokai. Okay, why did you decide to be on the podcast? I was just excited that I got asked to be on the podcast. <laughs> um, no, when Estella texted me about it, I was like, oh my gosh, of course. Like, I'm honored. I, I'm just grateful to be here. <laughs> honored? <that's> <laughs> the fact that you want to listen to me no, for this long. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, and then what are your plans after college? Yeah, uh, again, I don't 100% know uh, family business at some point. Uh, if that might, I might take a little bit of a gap semester first, but I'll go to the family business and then beyond that, we'll see. Awesome. Okay. What is your favorite achievement in college so far? It's going to be a little off topic. That is okay. <laughs> but um, I think running a marathon. Sweet. Yeah. I. It was one of those things. Like, if you're talking about big life bucket lists, like, it's the one thing I have checked off where I'm I'm a very much like, once I say I'm going to do something, I need to do it. And so it was always in the back of my head for a lot of years, like, I'm going to run a marathon sometime. But it was my first thing where I was really like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I'm capable of it. Like, I really, like, I just didn't know what it would all entail. Like, I'd been a runner, but like, like a track runner, not like a distance, long distance runner. And I'll never forget when I like actually did it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I think it was just a, it was a really good thing for me because it was very like independently done. It was kind of within a year, I was like, I want to do this, signed up and trained and did it. And wow. Yeah. I think that was, I know that the, the more expected answer might have been presidency, but don't get me wrong. Like I feel very accomplished oh, no. with it. But the one thing about the marathon was like, it was me. And I feel with these, all these other things, I've had so much like not to discredit myself, but like I've had so much support and everything else that I, I'm very proud of myself for other things I've done. But there have been a, a lot of other moving pieces and a lot of people who have helped me do those things. And the one reason it's a marathon is because it was really just me, myself, to do it. No, congratulations. <laughs> Thank so you. Cool. It's like you say you're going to do something, you put your mind to it and you execute it. Yeah, I know. That That's what so it was in the back of my head. And I was like, I can't say it out loud to anyone because once I say it out loud, I know I'm going to oh, have yeah. to do it. Yeah. And then I did. And I was like, oh, I got to do it now, I guess. And then, and then I enjoyed it. And then that's kind of went back to like, you know, how you're talking about like, oh, am I going to love this? Like I signed up yeah. for that marathon, not knowing, knowing if I would love it. But now I love running because it, I it, I found a different kind of running. Right. Like I don't feel like I have to run every day. And I didn't barely run all winter. I did, you know, other stuff I enjoyed because I don't enjoy it as much in the winter when it's cold. But I enjoy doing it like three or four days a week and running for longer. And that was just something where like I was always told and taught through track, like, oh, you're like running every day. And I'm like, I would rather, I know this sounds insane, but like I would rather go run miles three times a week than like three miles every single day. And I just enjoy it more. And I think that it was a big like signing up for that marathon and doing that training was a huge eye opener for me into something that I hope to do for a really long time. No, that is so impressive. And yeah, you should be very impressed. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really long answer no, to a simple well, question. Well, but <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I think that was 
the end of the questions. All right. Thank you so Thank much. you. For a I had so much fun. Oh my gosh, me And sorry about the te- technical difficulties. Oh my gosh, you're so good. No, don't worry about it. I'm not savvy at all, so. Oh, well, apparently I was. <laughs> but thank you again for coming Thank on. you. Thank you. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I already know when editing, I'm going to, this is going to be so fun. <laughs> like editing? <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again. Yes, thank and you. thank you for listening. Until next time.